You're listening to Rick Radio, broadcasting from Ringsend and Irish Town Community Centre. This is John Kenny. You're listening to Three and You're In. Good evening. Welcome to this week's Three and You're In. I'm Dylan Clayton. Who have we got? You've got Charlie Bowden and it's good afternoon, Dylan. It is good afternoon, but by the time they're listening, it's good evening. I suppose so. So what have we got? We have on today. We have uh, two wonderful guests. We have one pre-recorded interview with Irish defensive CDMF uh, ladies international Jamie Finn. Do you know how many cards that's up to get you to say that? One? CDMDF. It's like what's the CDL call? Is it oh, CDL call? Um, and in the studio with us now is the one and only Daniel McGuinness. Thanks very much for the invite, guys. You, you wasn't really an invite as such, was it, Dan? We Tell the truth. We, we had sussed it out, but yeah. it was a plan. Charlie but, ran through the yard with his arms open and you just happened to land on yeah. him. That's I, how, I was going to get a key. Yeah, I was going to get a key. I'm actually sitting here full of paint. There's more paint on me than there is in the walls at the moment. <laughs> no, it's great to have you, Dan. Uh, Dan, we'll get stuck into your uh, chat in a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Um Right now, I'm just going to switch over and we'll put Jamie's uh, interview in now after this very, 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 very short break. How are you doing? My name is Shay Conley. Uh, I'll be coming to Rick Radio soon with a programme called Rings End Matters. It's time that we talked about Rings End. It's past, it's present, and more importantly, it's future. Uh, I'll be talking to stakeholders. Uh, in the area, public reps and everything to see what plan we can come together and identify areas we need to rectify. We'll also have a light entertainment element to the show. Uh, you can text in your messages before the programme or on the programme and we'll address them. And let's talk about Ring's End. Hello, this is Ken Doherty and you're listening to Tree and you're in. Hello there and welcome to our interview today from Tree and you're in. And I'm with Irish, now I'm with Irish International, Jamie Finn. Hello, Jamie. Hello, how are you? What's the story? Not much, you. You were in with us about six years ago. Yeah, I'd say five or six years now, yeah. And uh, you were dreaming of playing international senior football. You were a schoolgirl international at the time. So has your dream come true? (laughs) Yeah. It was in 2019 now at this stage, uh, played against Greece, so that was my first senior cap. Right. Um, got the full 90 minutes as well, so that was obviously... That was actually a rough game, wasn't yeah. it? That was, there was more during that yeah, game. It was, I remember watching it. Yeah. It was over in Greece as well, so that was obviously an experience in itself. Um, yeah. First camp as well, being in with the girls, so it was great to get my first uh, senior cap. Okay, now no, that's great that you're... Uh, and, and obviously, how many caps have you got now? Three. Three? Yeah. And um, is this any tournaments coming up? So the World Cup draw was actually done, I think, the end of April there. Um, we were camp in June, and then that campaign starts in September. So. Okay, very good. Yeah. And uh, just to give people a, 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 a rundown on yourself, um, you are, you're not from Ringsend, nor you're not from inner city, but your well, mother is yeah <laughs> your yeah. mother is one of our own yeah from Eastwell yeah she's from Eastwell yeah so you spent a lot of your time growing up down there in your nannies yeah yeah I would have grew up a lot in my nannies nannies and grandmas um but they're still there now nanny and granda 
Um, so I'd go get down and see them often. Very, very good. Yeah. So. And and I suppose being the footballer, Ari, you would have played a lot of football in East Well, would you? Just uh, growing up on the streets. Yeah, there. outside when I used to go into my nanny's, I'd have the football outside hitting it against the wall. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So yeah, I would have. Um, and then another local connection, which has recently just um, come of uh, to light, is Abby Larkin. Yeah, it's actually funny. Nowadays, um, I actually met Abby through Zoom. So I was working with Shell's Academy. Well, she's, she'd be on the under-17s at that stage. I was doing fitness classes with them. Okay. Yeah, so that's how I met Abby. Um, first through Zoom, uh, doing the classes with her team. Yeah. And then obviously she signed, dual signed, so she can play the underage and then with seniors now with us oh, very good yeah so she's been up training and um, she's very good very technical player um so she has a bright future i think well i've seen her now during lockdown i mean obviously we were in the in the height of winter in the height in january and the, the if you want to call it the dark days but she was out in the park yeah. nearly every day with her dad yeah um with a cone set up yeah doing, doing drills doing drills didn't yeah. she didn't stop she's uh I, I you know i know abby very well i know her, i know brandon very well and I know her parents very well, so um, there's a lot of um, stuff going on, on Facebook about her now yeah. with the celebrating how well yeah. she's doing. Yeah, fair play to her anyways. Whenever we done, I was doing the classes with the team, she was giving it 100% and then obviously she's up at us training and last week we played against Galway and she actually came on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she's done very well, so hopefully that continues for her. Very good, very good. And um, I think she's an attacker, is she, she, is yeah. she a winger or Front, a striker? Yeah, she? I think she can play. A few positions up in the final third, so yeah. And there's no threat to your position then there now. <laughs> well, I'm midfielder. I'd say she can she can stick it up to in the midfield as well, but yeah. No, yeah, very good. Um, all right. Well, that's that's it, uh, Abby. And I'm gonna I, I'm gonna make a, a play out for Abby to come into us now as well, soon to have a chat. Um, let's just talk about your or your history. So, where did you start? When did it start? When did you decide you wanted to become? footballer we've probably done this a few years ago in the last interview but sure it's a it's a blank page we can yeah. start again yeah so i started when i was very young i think it was five and um, my sister she played gaelic at the time and i said i wanted to get involved but at the time there was a, an academy set up open swords manor just where that's where i live where i grew up so i went up there um i think it was every sunday yeah I went to the academy and played and then you know at that stage five-year-olds just run around after the ball it's yeah. it's hectic yeah but obviously i enjoyed it i loved it and from then i played with swords manor um a boys team yeah for years and then loved it and you and you obviously the physical difference with the boys yeah. and, and you were well able for it yeah um and then there's comes a stage that the, the girls have to go to a, a girls team yeah Um. at that stage i think it was 12 or 13 um so then I moved. I obviously started looking and shells came about. Moved to shells. Yeah. And um, played with them for for years as well, and then obviously you have to play with a women's national league team if you want to kind of progress and maybe yeah. play with the Irish team. Um. So moved then to Rohini, um, because shells at the time didn't have it. That's right. Uh, yeah. National league team, um. So moved there. Played a season there. I was fairly young. I was only sixteen. I was starting uh, in the midfield, so that was a, a tough test for me. And then, ironically, Shelburne and then Rohini merged together. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was back playing with Shells, um, and then been there ever since. Very good. And that's that's pretty much your, your history of it. What about the, your current situation? What's happening now? It's pretty much the same, is it? Yeah, so still with Shells, um, we 
start of the season and uh, we're a few games in now and um, we've had we've, we've lost the P-Mount which is um, I don't know if we should have but that's, that's that yeah. um, so I think we're, we're doing well obviously that loss wasn't great but I think we've built momentum then um, we scored a lot of goals um, last game was 5-0 yeah. the previous game was, was 5-0 as well um, so we're going, we're going well, but for me personally, I think um, I just need to keep improving my game and yeah. then keep always being in the, the the squads, the Irish squads. I think that's not really a given. Um, yeah, 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 so, of course, yeah. So I just need to keep keep going. And uh, just two things on this on this current situation, um, just and especially on the on the results there. Do you get more? I know you're a defensive midfielder. Do you get more pleasure from a clean sheet or from scoring goals? I think when you're playing defensive midfielder, it's clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. you're just totally in that uh, yeah. defensive mode. Yeah, but ironically, last week I, I scored a goal. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. yeah. Somehow I was up uh, in the box, tapping from six yards, but yeah. Pretty good. I think it's a clean sheet, yeah. Because it kind of goes unnoticed as well. I mean, the scorers get the goals and, and they get all the maybe celebrations and stuff like that but if you keep a clean sheet I think that's life's going to go yeah yeah honest with you. and and also the other part of you were saying about fitness there um your current job is you're doing your own PT is it yeah yeah and uh and you're always open for clients yeah so give us your do your plug now yeah. where are you on Instagram or are you yeah that you'll find on my Instagram yeah yeah just Jamie Finn but uh I've done a lot actually with the Shells Academy. That's what I've been doing over kind of lockdown and stuff okay, like that, yeah, helping yeah. the girls out. Um, because I obviously I know what kind of situation they're in. They can't yeah. go out and play. Yeah. Um. So I've done it from under tens up to Abby's team. Um, helping them just yeah. all body weight stuff like just doing that at home. Yeah. If you've no equipment and stuff like that, just we done body weight classes and it was great for the girls to obviously see the other girls as well. Yeah. That they're in the same boat, like not being able to train and. I think that it helped them when they got back and playing there a couple of weeks ago, or was it two weeks ago? Yeah, Everyone's yeah. Back, so. back weeks, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Um. So just to confirm that you are under on your on your Instagram. If anyone's looking to get in touch with you, just Jamie Finn on your Instagram. Um. We might even try and get you down to do a little session with the new girls team, maybe yeah. at yeah. some stage, just to um, because I'm sure they'd all look up to you, being the player you are now. A lot of players. I was, I was watching them the other day, and as a there's a really really good squad in there mm. so I'm sure they'd be all up for uh, touching base with you I'm sure yeah. um okay yeah just on that with the with the CY with the with the girls team the growth of the ladies game have you noticed it yourself since you started yeah as you said like grassroots that's where kind of the growth is like you'd see obviously our, our games are on TV so the girls have someone to look up to yeah um to aspire to as well you yeah. see the likes of me or are the team playing and saying yeah i want to be like that yeah and yeah. if it's on tv it's televised it's all over social media they have the girls even even boys looking up to it saying yeah Geez, you can be a professional footballer yeah do you know so that's grassroots is where you really see it um teams starting up or more players on the teams and stuff like that yeah so. yeah no and what would you say would be the the trigger point for that i know i i think this this stephanie roach goal that goal yeah. alone is, is worth is worth 50 percent of what's happening now i'd say yeah i mean i put her on the map and i put irish football as well yeah. Um, people seeing that she's playing in the league well at the time she was playing in the league in, in ireland yeah. so that put that on the map and her 
um, and again, just role models for girls. Of course, yeah. To, to look up to. So yeah. Um, and obviously that was the wonder goal, and you're just touching back in with yourself on your best stroke worst game. Would you have Would you have them at, on your mind there now at all? Well, most recently, my my probably best game would have been the international camp just gone. We yeah. played against Denmark. Yeah. Um, so I got player to match for that. Brilliant, yeah. So I think I'd have to say that was my best game. I, I know I missed that game. Yeah. Um, I, I did read about it though when I did. Yeah. I, 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 by all accounts I heard you were, you were, you were lady of the match. They don't say man of the match, do they? No, player of the match. Player of the match, okay. <laughs> um, and your worst game? Um, or whatever. Worst game, probably. So we had a, um, a game against England and this was probably maybe my first or second time playing for Ireland. Senior, senior, or no, skill, no, we were probably under fifteen at this okay. stage, and I think the English team was maybe a year or two ahead of us. Right. So we went over and played, and geez, we got it was a Battered. bad result. Yeah. Was it, yeah, yeah. But I think that was just our first time ever being together. Yeah. And I think that English team was together maybe a year or two, but it just kind of showed, geez, this is a step up. Yeah, know, yeah, to International yeah. level as well as just where you have to be as well. So yeah. I mean, it probably taught us a lesson. Do you remember the score? God, I think it was over five. Was it, yeah? Mm. That's all you're saying. We're not giving any more away. Over five, we'd say. <laughs> over five. I leave it at that. Okay, now I'm down to, we're going down through the interview here. Your favourite player, stroke women, stroke men? Uh, favourite men player would probably be Stephen Gerrard. Obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan, so growing up watching him. Yeah. And obviously playing midfield, he was just, it was, it was he was a good kind of, at that that stage there wasn't really like a lot of female yeah 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 well, there was but for me i think obviously playing or supporting liverpool um he just kind of stood out for me yeah and that player that you'd, you'd want to be yeah okay and then your favorite ladies player so actually um well, i actually play with this well obviously in the senior team uh denise o'sullivan i don't know if you know her i know her yeah, yeah yeah she plays in midfield and i think she's just phenomenal yeah she is yeah just, yeah it just looks easy for her, you yeah. know. And she obviously plays in America as well. So watching her play is just it's and then obviously to play with her is even even better. Yeah. Okay, that's that's great. Yeah, that's brilliant. I have to tag her now. In this. Yeah. Um I don't know if you touched on this there is in the last question, but your favourite kind of positional player, and I know Gerard I would say that Gerard would be an attacking midfielder. Yeah, there. more of attacking. Yeah. Oh, have you got a favourite defensive midfielder? Well, obviously, st staying with Liverpool, I've seen Fabinho playing in that position. I like him in that position. Yeah, I think he's very absolutely. good. Um, What's they called? The lighthouse keeper. They yeah, call him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or so, the, yeah. I think I'd, I'd stick with him on that, but just even his his where his whereabouts on the position yeah. where to be. I think he's yeah. he's good to watch. And uh, yeah. And ladies, have you got a ladies position player your other than yourself? Um well I know as I said I touched on Denise. I think it's she she plays in that position a okay. couple of times as well. Um so I'm probably sticking with her. Okay. Um just even just to learn off her in training, you know, just to be in in that kind of environment and yeah. just even learning simple things off her and, and obviously the rest, of the, the rest of the girls as well. Would she be bringing in uh, techniques and tips from her own? Yeah. From the American side? Yeah. I know the American, Americans are yeah, it's it's a big team, team, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, huge. NC Courage, yeah. So she brings a lot um, to, the, to, the, to the team, to the camp. So yeah, 
and um, she's obviously someone that I look would look up to and a lot of the girls would um, yeah I mean she's top class so absolutely and I have a final question here your future where do you see yourself now in a, in a year's time? Hopefully playing professional football, whether it's in England or elsewhere, hopefully that comes about for me. Okay, and obviously retaining the Irish caps? Yeah, obviously kind of keeping in that squad um, and just getting as many caps as I can. Okay, well Jamie, that's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm looking forward to your next game already and uh, your next Irish game especially. And when is that again? So we have a camp in June. Um, I think it's around the 7th of June. Um, okay. The fixtures aren't confirmed yet, but the September games, that's the World Cup qualifier, so they'll be huge. Yeah. Okay, September. So we, everyone will keep an eye out for you. Um, we will uh, we'll share everything that you're sharing as well So on uh, social media. So Jamie Finn, thank you very much. And we'll see you on, on the other side. Perfect. Thanks for having me. How you doing, folks? Derek Buckley's my name. If you're interested in testing your general knowledge, every Friday night live on my Facebook page, we have a family fun quarantine quiz in conjunction with Rings End and Irish Town Community Centre. Completely free to play. Okay, lads. That was Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Brilliant. Uh, that was great stuff. It was a brilliant interview. Brilliant. From one PT, which Jamie is... To another PT we have here in the in the same uh, occupation, Daniel McGuinness. Welcome. Thank you. Much well, appreciated. It's great to have you in. Thank um, you. Just well, I suppose we're gonna just touch on a few bits and pieces as you, you know, start with the old history and where you started out. And mm. I know myself and yourself have uh, crossed paths over the years. Mm-hmm. And but um, tell us where does where did the skill way and things start? So we probably started out. Uh, Playing for Cambridge, um, and I think it would have been John Flood and Kenneth Fay. I think we were under seven, under eight. Myself, Sean Cavanagh, uh, Sean Flood, there was Glenn Casty. There was a lot of us all together. You know what? The flats are in around Irishtown and stuff like that. So we played there until it was about 11 or 12. And then um, my dad was working for a fella called Tommy Cowser, and he actually was, his son was playing up in Crumlin. So that's how we kind of the love affair with Crumlin kind of started in a way. So we went up there and I was up there for about two or three years as a young fella. And then the local team started with me dad was coaching, which was Bat United. And I went back down and started playing with all my mates. And I think we got the two cup finals, done a couple of legs. And, but I think we were unbeaten maybe in one of the years. But Brilliant, yeah. yeah, to do something with your mates, or especially as my dad as the manager, it was unbelievable. You know, there was Lee Flood. Uh, sorry, Lee Flood's dad's name. Mr. Mr. Flood. Mr. Flood. can't remember. He's going to bother me for that. But, uh, and then there was Padzar and stuff. Or Padder Rounds and stuff was involved. And then we kind of 2 peed in with CY and we played 15, 16. Jason. Jason Flood. I beg your pardon. Sorry, Jason. So we kind of 2 peed in there. We were 15s and 16s with St. Pat CY. And then I suppose that's where myself and Charlie kind of crossed paths. Um, I was probably only 16 playing Saturday football, which was huge for me going forward. And it probably stood me a mouse dead than what I ever probably would have done playing underage football because it was very little much. It was really pretty much... Um, you learn the dark arts of the game in a way, you know, because you're playing with people that, that probably played at a higher level or, you know, might have played at League of Ireland. Char- Charlie doesn't know anything about dark arts. You know, and stuff like that. Or you might have played against people that played in Lens Senior League for years. So you, you learn things, you know what I mean? And Absolutely, some of them yeah. some of them things kind of still come with you. I remember and, um, I remember you, you coming to me one day and I'm not, we're not telling any secrets out and saying, mm. listen, what, what way am I fixed here? Mm. You know, I actually remember that. And I had 
Og der var det time var solo. Og Leo. Og Leo. Ja, yeah, det var exceptional. Og han var too good, and you were chasing the left fullback. Yeah. And I said, I said, look, take a time, bide your time, you'll get there eventually. And, you know, and in fairness, and I'll always hold my hand up. After I went, you know, he wanted to play, and I'll always mm. say to any young fella, scrape my point in your time and all the rest of it, but you cannot learn loads on the sideline. No, you can't. You have to be playing. You can't. You know, so in fairness, Nadano at the time, he went off, and, you know, so I was going to say, oh, well, you lost him. He didn't lose him. He went mm. off and he learned to you. But Dano then went off, you know, you tell mm. yourself, and he went off and he played for home farm. Yeah. So at UCD before that, and nine days, playing with Martin Russell and Dean Clark, Chris Lyons, Huey Douglas. Like, there's a lot of lads playing the league world, and now from that nine days team that, you know, we were really good and at the time. And then the next time I came across Dano, he was playing in the semi-final of the All-Ireland. Yeah, for you, with home farm, was it? Nah, yeah, yeah, would have been, would have that was against Avondale. Avondale, I think, couldn't have done four in a row. That, that, that was time. the one. The ball was over the line. Yeah, it was on video. Yeah, at the gold stood. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. And then, and and then, you know, for you know, to give him his credit, he went off, done what he done to mm. me, land his trade right through the hole. But then mm. he came back mm. to Liffey's. Yeah, he went and won what you won with Liffey's, you know, mm. and that can't be enough. And and I'll always put my hand up and say well he done it the right way he wasn't getting in with me mm. he decided to move on yeah and he and he, and he, he never gave up so it wasn't just a uh, throw mm. the hat at it he, he was determined now look at he doesn't lick it off a stone with the dad either yeah. i think i always i think i always probably would have probably stayed in and around playing in rings end but uh it was actually barry mont i actually i was supposed to go over the belvo and i was training with them i think they were 17s or 18s at the time and um a lot that i would have went to up into crumlin with geo Rossi, he's actually playing with the Orchard at the Smash, moment. Smashing Santa Good half, player. Yeah. And uh, he kind of invited me over to go over the Belvo. And you ask him once a year to sign. Yeah. Once because he, he goes out with a girl across yeah. the road with me. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually true. Yeah. And I kind of went over there and he eventually went up the UCD 19s. And it was Barry Munt that said to me, he goes, if you never try it, you'll never know. So that's where it all came from. And then that's where kind of taking a little leap. I always say, Jay, if it wasn't for Barry saying that, we probably would have never yeah. took a leap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it wasn't so for Barry. Tell me the career. You know, you know, Lansdowne, Liffey's, you know, winning a couple of trophies. But mm. even before that with Crumlin, I mean, you, see, you were with some smashing players. Who yeah. was the best? Say, I know you, you went from sort of outside left back to left full. Mm. Could easily play centre-half as well and played mm. a lot of games. But overall, who, who, who would stand out in your memory now? Playing with, um, I'd probably say Alan McGrail. I played with Matt Crumlin and he played ahead of me like... And I, 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 honestly, you could give him the ball in around his neck, which I've probably done a lot of the time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but probably with my touch. But just playing with him, but it's just some of the stuff he could use to do on a football pitch. You'd just be going, how are you doing that? You know, a ball coming 60, 70 yards out of the air, and he just he takes it down as if it's only coming off the ground and stuff like that. I always liked, uh, I always liked playing with Solo down in Yoke. He just, he just had a different picture. He'd have won the one that I always used to say to myself, how was he not playing? a higher level are but obviously with just war commitments so on the family the, you're not the only one saying you know that what i mean yeah, but honestly yeah. he was unbelievable but yeah and then obviously growing up as a kid you obviously sean sean you knew sean Coveney, you knew from early age you know be looking at him yeah he, he was just named for left left yeah. players there. well i know but <laughs> the lefties stayed together you know what i mean 
the lefty side to get at. But yeah, we have got like some of the players that have come through like rings in. Like I remember like you were just saying there, Leo and Solo were ahead of me at that time. I know he was only fifteen, sixteen playing for CY Sardi, so we have to remember the two O'Connors, Guardian, Guardian and Guardian Glenn. Glenn. Yeah, yeah, not a Like they were exceptional. So essentially you now you had four quality players that probably would have got into a mouse teams in that time. <laughs> You know yeah, what I mean? That's amazing. It's amazing. That's a little, little fact there. That you know what I mean? I didn't actually realise me myself, you know, how many left footers we have. Yeah. You know, good left footers that mm-hmm. played at a top level and mm-hmm. won a lot of trophies. Yeah, really good. But uh, moving on, Dano, uh, what's happening at the moment? What are you up to? What's Well, I suppose uh, opening the fitness studio here in Ring's End, so that's opened out mid-June. But coaching-wise, um, I'm out with Pats of 15s at the moment now. It's me third year, so I've done two years with Sean O'Connor, which I really, really enjoyed. We've done the double in the first year, um, and then obviously last year with COVID and stuff like that, we didn't really get to play any cup finals, but we were kind of looking likely that we could have done something, you know, we had we probably had a mixed group, so um, we had a lot of under-14s playing 15s because probably, you know, some of them are touching in and around kind of little international kind of setup at that age, which is quite group, so you'd be crazy to not take them on yeah. to play 15s, you know what I mean, but yeah. some of them done really, really well to their credit. Yeah, so that's a merciful part at the moment. I'm enjoying it, you know. People say, "Will you stay at that age group, or will you move with the team?" Or yeah, like I suppose where we can't. It's not that we can't, but you can't. You can't like there's. We've we've there was 13s last year, but they've got rid of that at the time being. So we've got 14, 15, 17, and 19. Does that make sense? So you've obviously a managers and coaches for each different yoke. So you kind of have your team probably for maybe a, a two year cycle or a one year cycle, and then you move them on. You know what I mean? So for example, my 15s this year does either 11 of them last year, right. and then we just added players that are of the age group. Now they're all the age group this year, you know. But um, yeah, so it's not too bad. But every like. People say to me, would you not work with senior football or would you not do this or would you not do that? And I say, like, yeah, but many coaches in the country are dealing with, like, people that have, are near enough in an international, like, kind of set up at that age or have been. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when I went to Pats, it was like, there was like five or six of them that had been with the Orchard that had come into us and most of them had all already been. You know what I mean? But I, I love working at that age because they're, it's not that they're gullible or, or anything like that. Sometimes when you work at senior players, it can, some, it can be quite difficult for them to buy in for what you want to do. Or yeah, if, you want to, yeah, if you want to have a like, sort of culture about the place, it can be quite difficult to do that because obviously people are setting their ways and from their own experiences, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? But when, when you have them type of kids, yeah. like, you know, they, they look up to you. They bleed and they honestly... But they're sponges as well. They, yeah, you know, and, and they, they love to be everything. coached. And yeah. do you know what? The better quality player you work with or the better player that is, is that like they actually demand more of you because they ask you questions that would be in more detail what do we do when the ball goes here or how do we yeah, do this or yeah. and all of a sudden you're standing on the pitch and sometimes it's like you're you going feel, home or homework yeah it's yeah, sometimes yeah. you feel like you're, you're on your toes that, here you know what i mean the very same dan as i, I, I was a over there in, in the, on the guitar mm. and about two years ago he was like he was only he's only 10 or 11 that's two years ago yeah. and i had to go home to learn stuff yeah, teach him, but it's amazing. Send <laughs> yeah, yeah. you home to homework. Yeah. They're sponges. Where years ago, years ago, when we, when you would have coached, like the, the big thing now in coach education is rationale. You know what I mean? It's the reason why you do stuff. So before, when I was probably starting out coaching, like I probably started out doing warm ups with Rocky O'Brien, and then I went with David Doyle, 
and I was working with David Doyle, we had a great side, all the local kids from, we think we went the year unbeaten at 19s or 18s at that time, and most of them probably went on to play for CYL Iffy, so yeah. we'd done a good job there, you know, yeah. Yeah. and like, when, when I was going down coaching at that time, it was more me just kind of putting on the session for the sake of it, so you might do 4v2s into whatever it is, but you never really had an idea of kind of what you're doing, does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. the Whereas, hard bit, it is the hard bit with junior football, Yeah, if only two hours a week, yeah, 100%. you know what I mean, it's not like, as I said, we, we only mentioned this last week, but you in, know, yeah. that you have days and prom yeah. days and, you know, where you're spending it. You know, double sessions and yeah. treble sessions and all the rest of Whereas it. Whereas you know? now, now when I'm with Pat, it's like whatever I'm doing in the whatever like the like the lad who does the he does like strength additions, he's goalkeeping coach. So we're, we're blessed to have that. So whatever he's doing and that, you know what I mean, will would lead into my practice. Then my practice would be a yeah. topic base. So it might be wide play or whatever it might be, and then all of a sudden that practice goes into the opposed practice and then the opposed practice goes into your shape. Yeah. So all of a sudden there's a little chain of what you're working on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So whereas before, rather than coming down and just doing random stuff, yeah. you're not anymore. Now it's just like everything is a rationale and a reason behind it. And I think, I know I used to always struggle with how, how am I going to get my point across? Or yeah. I, I don't know, Charlie, maybe you've experienced it, but you know when you're standing on the sideline you might have worked on something and then all of a sudden the player doesn't do it or the group doesn't do it. So I might back four or a midfield three and you one night you're standing on the side and carry a lot of frustration yeah. I'm like why are you not doing it why are you not doing it but at the end of the day it's how you get your picture across is the most important thing you know what I mean yeah. and that's what we found now when you culture a rationale there's so much more difference to it like. now the, the one thing I would say though that the, the, the lads who are playing say the, so junior football or intermediate football now at the moment there's nobody unfit anymore mm, so it actually gives good. you Say yeah. going back over the years, we would have just walked on fitness, 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 yeah. you know, to just get you through yeah, a game. Yeah. Now, the fact that they're all looking after themselves a little bit more, you don't have to, con- you know, mm. concentrate on so much of that. Or you'd have never been a coach now in, in, in that shape of mom. But now you can actually walk a little bit more in yeah. that hour on coaching. 100%. Um, you know, but going forward, where do you see the, the you know, the area? What, what way is the area shaping up now at the moment? I think it's gone quite good. I think, obviously, um, with David Casty gone in at Cambridge, it's like I, I think the it's not it's like the numbers have gone through the roof. Whether it be from the girls section or whether it be from the boys section, the numbers are really, really, really good. And then you've Jonathan Tommy, that which who has almost like I call them the little kickers, you know, the little three and four year olds that are running around. And all of a sudden, you know, if we could join a two P in all together, like sometimes I find there's too much of a disconnect in rings and within teams are are like different. Like if we can all connect them all. There's no reason why this place could be like, I know it sounds cheesy, but Central a little hotbed. Because no, like, no, right. if you think about the good kids that have come out through Rings End, or, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be football. It can be in anything. It can be any sport. Yeah. But if you can try and create a little culture around here, which we can all work together, it'd Well, be I great. think I've seen it. I've, I've, I mean, again, it's something that we've talked about, you know, around this table. When you had your likes of your Thomas Greggs coming through and doing what he did for Cambridge, your dad. And then you have the likes of Keith, Mm. and you have the likes of Casso and you have and I don't want to leave anybody out mm. and then you have to say there's a bit of a link now with CY mm. and there's a bit of a link with the younger kids and now yeah. the girls is flying yeah and you know and it's it's giving them no matter what age group they come through somewhere to play yeah I mean I, I'll boast about CY all day long mm. but the, the dressing rooms and all the rest of coming on board the new dressing rooms for the girls mm. no one done that before yeah. Now we have which is great for, for the, the club, you know. Through, yeah. You know, so that they don't have to stop at sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. There is a pathway through. Yeah. But the, I think, I suppose, again, something you have said around this table is the coaching. Mm. The coaches need to be coached. I'm telling you, young players you know? now they they like. 
the one thing that stood out to me that time when I went over the belt, and I was only training with them, you know, but I, like, we went down and I, and I actually turned around and I said to Gio, I said, like, we're not doing any running here, like, oh, like, what's the story? It was just in warm-up, into boxes, into possession games, and it was like, I was like, holy, this is going quick, this is going quick, like, this is a different time, but we've trained that, you know, and he was like, no, you do your running in your own time, if you're not fit, you don't play, and that's resonated in my mind brilliant. ever since, that's brilliant, yeah. and I, that's what, like, now, when I was kind of coaching, I was like, look, here, if... If you need to get fit, don't like don't be expecting to come down me and me to run you. Yeah. Like the ball doesn't sweat. Do you yeah, know? That's a great statement. Yeah, yeah. That's a brilliant that's statement. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But yeah. that's that's how we can start a culture. Like if someone comes down and say, Yeah, I wanna play, I wanna play, blah 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 and then they're not fit. Like how do yeah. you expect me to how do you expect me to put you out with ten other people that are fit? That's a, that's irresponsible of me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, very that's good. That's what I'd be thinking. Yeah, no, like. brilliant. Uh, and the area itself, I mean, the facilities have come on board. I honestly uh, think in uh, in other neighbourhoods or other places around here, we have the best facilities going. You know, we've got a running track, you've got a grass pitch in there, you've got f- four, what, three, four grass pitches in the park. Yep. You've got a big astro. Yep. You've got a smaller astro. You've a couple of gyms. You know what I mean? You've you obviously, you've a lot of things down the here. The beach so and everything else. You've got you everything you need. The hills like, and... Just, like there's there's no reason why you can't you know what I mean but I think if we can and you get some you, and now you have Dano's gym yeah I wish I know so coming but around the corner the thing is like and, and this is what I've always said and like this this might insult a few people but when you wanted to play for a decent football team and go and win things you always had to go outside rings in to do that mm-hmm. or if you wanted to do anything remote like even going and getting a decent coffee you had to go outside the rings in to do that <laughs> <laughs> now you don't anymore, you know? And that's why that's what we kind of, I feel. I was happy you're out in the coffee shop. No, I'm not. Don't be worried. But, like, but the thing is that that's what I think you need to be striving towards. Like, if I'm from Ring's End and I'm a coach, well, then, like, you need to be trying to hold on to people that are, I'm not saying that I'm a good coach, but I'm saying for people, like, whether it's good players or good coaches or, or even just good people to have in around your club that yeah. can might be managed, even it might be social media type things for you. We should be holding on to these type of people, you know what I mean, 100%. and not and not letting them go outside. Or if you do know if someone that is outside, how can we bleed? Ro- how can we rob them back in? That's yeah. that's the key. You I know, mean, that's the way forward. Because as I said, for for all the years of the dad, the dad looking after the team and yeah. all the rest of it, and they done their best and they kept it going, and and, and I'll never knock anybody that tries. No, it is difficult. Anything to teach a kid mm. how to do anything, boys, girls, anything. But it's round Gaelic soccer. Yeah. It doesn't matter if somebody's putting the effort in. Mm. You know they should be rewarded. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, to get the best of what we have in the area, we need our coaches coached in my eyes. Yeah, we need 100%. the coach and we need somebody standing over and saying, "Listen, not that you're doing it wrong." And it's again, it's putting it right. It's not that you're doing things wrong. But here's the right way. Try this. Yeah, you know, and teaching them the proper way. Like even even things like the structure of a session, like. Do you know, like how many counts have you got? How many balls have you got? Like, you're sometimes coaches can be undefeated before they even start to coach yeah. because they don't have the resources to do that. And I understand that can be difficult for clubs. I understand that sponsorship and stuff like that. So, like the young players now, because they're always looking at stuff. So whether it be Neville and Carrickar on Sky Sports News, you know what I mean? Yeah. The style of play is obviously is can be changing a lot. So we find now nowadays kids, if you ask them to play a longer pass, they're looking at you with ten heads, yeah. where before that was the norm. Yeah. You know, so it's like I think we do have good people down here, but it's trying to get them educated. It's a great point, great point, yeah. Yeah, well, then on that, we'll uh, I think we, we'll wrap it there because um, we're up now to about 50 minutes and people will turn off. Lovely, but now, Dano, that's brilliant, and it's uh, unbelievable words there. I really, really mean that. Because, I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have Dano in again, but uh, yeah, now you know, uh, when he gets just make sure I'm not full of paint next yeah. time. <laughs> 
You oh, get yeah. your full of Guinness. How about yeah. that? Oh, that's the start. Yeah. Our next interview is in the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, it wouldn't be a bad spot, would it? <laughs> no, uh, we, we, we have a couple of outside broadcasts ready for there now. We're going, we're going into the yacht now. An uh, outside broadcast inside the yacht. Yeah. An, yeah, an inside broadcast outside the yacht. Even. <laughs> no, it was brilliant, Anna. It was brilliant to have you in. And uh, look forward to seeing the, the next chapter. Yeah, looking forward to hopefully be something different, you know. Absolutely, Dan. It's thank, a best of luck with everything. Thanks a million, lads. Much appreciated. Thank you, boys. And Charlie, we'll wrap it up. And next week, I think we have... I don't know. Who have we got? I have him. I have it written. I see here we can grab Sean, off the Sean, street. Sean Gannon. Sean Gannon. Oh, we have Sean, have we? Good mm. stuff. Excellent. Sean Gannon's soon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to get Cavo in as well because he's out injured and then Dano. Yeah. Kelly. We and I do want to do a quiz as well with 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 uh, all of all of the the trainer name team. It'd be it'd be a good old show that we do our own quiz. No Google. No Google. No, no Google. Well that's me knackered. <laughs> all right, boys. Right, cheers. Thanks, Take care. Thanks a lot. Best of luck all. Bye bye.